Hey, good morning and welcome. Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Joe Jaquin. How you doing on this Tuesday? The legal, lawful, constitutional tender. It's what I do. It's what my company does. It's what we've been doing for, what, two and a half decades now? Almost, not quite. Close it in on two and a half decades. Talking about gold and silver. I like to call it wealth insurance. You know, just look at it this way. It's never a straight line. But if you want to know where gold is heading, follow the debt. There you go. It's just that simple. The higher the debt goes, the higher gold's going to be. Our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. The website at allamericangold.com. Allamericangold.com. Uh, the the pullback for gold and silver that excuse me that occurred uh, Thursday and Friday uh, kind of finishing off here uh, gold is uh, actually down a little bit today not a lot couple of dollars uh, fourteen ninety seven fourteen ninety eight uh, silver uh, is actually a little higher today uh, at eighteen oh six the Dow's down some uh, crazy things are happening and and some of it's just dumb flat out dumb uh the uh but let, let's start first so in the last five minutes uh the president uh through twitter has announced that he has fired national security advisor uh john bolton i don't have any other details on that other than uh the the president uh, announced on twitter that he had fired John Bolton and that a new uh, national security advisor uh, is going to be named next week. Don't have any other details. Is that because of uh, the failure in Venezuela? Is that because of of, uh, North Korea, Iran? I don't know. Uh, But either way, John Bolton is out. Uh, And then this one broke. These two stories broke at the same time. Boeing. Okay, you know the the aircraft company, right? They they make the planes, huge part uh, of GDP in the United States. Uh, uh, by the way, and of course, uh, we know the issues that they're having. Their stock is up two percent today on on the news that they delivered eighteen planes in August. Last August, they delivered sixty four planes. And uh, they said so far this year, Boeing's delivered 276 planes compared to the 481 planes that they delivered last year. In other words, it's getting worse and worse the longer this uh, drags out. And the issue they've had, I guess they had another issue with the with another test on these planes that they can't seem to figure out what the heck is wrong. Uh, they they said that. Uh, the root cause assessment continues. We do not expect that it's going to have a significant impact on aircraft design or overall test program. We remain fully focused on the safety of our, as our highest priority. Actually, it wasn't that high, was it? Right? Because if it had been the highest priority, right, these planes would have, you wouldn't have put them out there. Right, obviously we know that now, uh, but uh, 
Anyway, apparently that was good news. I did not know that. Uh, the Wall Street Journal said uh, the planes... Oh, it wasn't the planes. This was in regards to the 777X. This was not in regards to the uh, 737 MAX. That apparently was the one uh, where they'd make it crash and, and kill people. Uh, so apparently... Uh, safety is paramount for the seven triple seven X. Just wasn't that way uh, for the triple seven Max. By the way, here's what's interesting about this: Boeing shares are up fourteen percent so far this year. Right. So let's see. You're not delivering any planes. Uh, you haven't been able to fix the issue of the planes that killed those people, and your stock's up 14%. That sounds about right. Welcome to Wall Street. This is, and, and again, is Boeing going out of business? No. I don't think so. Uh, are they eventually going to figure out how to make this, this plane fly in the air and not kill people? I'm sure that they will. Uh, but again, I guess, hey, you know what, uh, I guess no bad deeds go punished, right? Stock's up 14%. So uh, there you go. Congratulations. I, I wonder what, I don't know. I don't know how, how that even makes sense. But when we get back, I got trade war news. And I, I, and it's going to be quick. It's going to be painless. I promise there's actually really no news to report. But I know if you go out there, they're going to tell you about all these great developments in the trade talks. Uh, Remember, it's not about trade. It's all about the new superpower that is China. And we're going to talk all about that. I will say this, though. One of the reports has to do with uh, the Chinese Premier President uh, Xi Jinping about what he thinks about Donald Trump. Uh, so uh, this was actually coming out of a meeting that he had uh, with the Japanese Prime Minister. So uh, a bunch of things there that we'll go over. We'll cover those in the next segment. Has uh, Wall Street whipping around today? Because uh, remember, Wall Street's nothing but headline news anymore. Welcome back, Patriot Radio News Hour eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Yeah, Bolton is out. Uh, the president saying that he disagreed uh, with Bolton's ideas, and so did everybody else. And now he's out. Uh, and and that was kind of the the latest headlines coming out of there. But early this morning, and really since I was gone. There's been this talk about how, you know, the, the China's coming for a meeting here in October, and, and there's new hopes for this trade deal and all this stuff, and it's just a bunch of baloney. Uh, today, let me, let me tell you what they're saying today, is China has said, now they don't say who said it, but it doesn't matter. Somebody there said, hey, if you guys want, we'll gladly buy more agricultural products if we can come uh, if we can figure out a deal, right? And so uh, the the headline uh, news now that is, I guess the the media comes out. To, oh, 
we're going to have a deal. China's ready to do this and that. That's been on the table from the very beginning. China's been saying they'll buy more stuff from us since this whole thing started. Right? That's not new. That that matter. It's almost like when you remember when you were watching scene. I don't watch it, but uh, when every other sentence they mentioned Trump and Russia, right? And it was like, who can even watch this stuff anymore, right? And, and this same thing. I don't know how many times uh, Wall Street can quote unquote rally. Uh, on news that China's willing to buy more a- agricultural products. They, they didn't want to stop buying them to begin with. And, and so anyway, that was the story. But there was, and here's the thing, here's why it had to come out. So why is that, why are they acting like this is a big deal? And, and really the, the issue is what came out uh, earlier this morning, uh, and it was probably, I don't know, about 7 o'clock Arizona time. Having to do with Chinese President Xi Jinping in his meeting uh, with the Japanese Prime Minister. And this meeting was taking place uh, during the G20. So you got to, you know, think back. Remember in in late July, this is really... Uh, gold started to rally several weeks after the G20 meeting. Remember, uh, we, we took a time out. China said then, remember? China said then, hey, we'll buy some more agricultural We're, we're going to buy some more agricultural products. We're, we're ready. And then it didn't happen. We're starting to get some insight as to what it was that really, really happened. According to CCTV, uh, which says that uh, U.S. delegates say they are hopeful they can achieve progress and reach a deal with the Chinese premier. And they said, of course, listen, again, standard line. If you talk to... Robert Lighthizer, if you talk to Steve Mnuchin, they all say, hey, we're hopeful. Right? Because what are they really going to say? Hey, what? Hey, listen. You know what? Uh, China doesn't want to stop being a communist country, so uh, I don't think we can have a deal. Right? They don't want to say that. Matter of fact, they'll probably get fired for saying it because what what happened? Wall Street crashes. We already know. Wall Street crashes. Right, so now all you know, Wall Street, you know, back near, you know, again for like the last two years now, right near these all-time highs, and and oh yeah, no, no, we're hopeful for a deal. We're hopeful for a deal. Why? Give me one reason why. Can't find one. Well, today, the new reason is oh, China wants to buy more agricultural product again. Right now, this thing's been going on for like two years. What is this? The twentieth time they've said it. How many more times do they need to say it? I've said it all along. Listen, China will buy all kinds of stuff. They will. But this isn't a trade war. It's ne- it's not about that. But let me tell you what got reported and why they had to come out with this. 
according to the the article, they said that uh, the Chinese premier was quoted as saying China and the United States should find solutions to disputes based on consensus reached by leaders of the two nations, adding that China treats domestic foreign companies fairly and puts more focus on intellectual property protection Noting that companies, including U.S. firms, are welcome to increase investment in China. Now, what's what's he saying? Very simply put, we don't treat U.S. companies any differently than we treat our own. And guess what? That's a true story, as far as I know absolutely true we don't make Apple or Google or Microsoft or or uh, name the Boeing Cisco systems right General Motors Ford right we don't treat them any different than our own right in our own companies guess what they got to tell us everything Right? And, and so your companies get treated just as fairly. By the way, hey, if you guys want to do more investing in China, come on. We're happy to have you. We're going to treat you the same way we've always treated you, which is the exact way we treat everybody. Why? Well, because that's how communism works. Now, here's where the real issue came. The president of China, in a meeting with Prime Minister Shinzo Abe in June, was said to have told Abe, I can't believe what President Trump says concerning trade negotiations. During a meeting on the fringe of the Group of 20 meeting in Osaka. And while Abe told Xi that Trump trusts the Chinese president. In other words, Abe's like, well, you know, I talked to Trump. Trump, you know, he he trusts you. Xi continued to air his grievances about the U.S. counterpart. And this was out of a source from Kyoto News. The reason for the distrust, despite agreeing to President Xi's proposal on the phone. Now, this is not the phone calls from the other week, right? Because those phone calls never happened. To deal with Chinese telecommunications giant Huawei. So here was the deal according to uh, the Chinese president. Hey. Let's take a time out, right? This is before, you know, Trump was like, hey, we're going to put off on hold the tariffs that were supposed to go into effect, right, September 1st, and then got moved to September 1st and December 15th, right? Those tariffs, were gonna, they were put on hold during this phone call. So this is back in, like, in June. 
the reason they were put on hold, we were told was, hey, China's going to buy agricultural products. Okay, that was the reason. Then when it didn't happen, Trump said, you know what, they're not doing what they said. Here come the tariffs. According to what was being reported this morning, Xi says that wasn't the deal. The deal was that the president was going to, I guess, work out some form of arrangement with Huawei. Right? And again, right? And here's the thing. Huawei's not doing anything our own companies don't do. I know it sounds, oh my God, they're putting all this spy stuff in. Come on. Right? Our whole life we're spied on now. You got a cell phone, you're spied on. You're in your car, you're spied on. Right? You got Alexa or the Nest. You got one of those doorbells that got the camera on it. You're being spied on. It's 5G, nothing but glorified spying devices. So he said that once the negotiations began, so they get they get put on hold. According to the Chinese president, he said the deal was we were going to talk about Huawei. And that if Huawei was resolved, then we would buy more agricultural products. He said, but once the negotiations began, the U.S. side said that Huawei is not a trade issue, but a national security issue, and did not deal with it. Pointing out that Trump's remarks proved unreliable. According to the Chinese Foreign Ministry, Xi had a telephone conference with Trump on June 18th, during which he expressed China's hopes that the U.S. can uh, can treat Chinese firms in a fair manner. He complained to Abe that while the Trump administration has repeatedly criticized Beijing, for supporting state-owned company with subsidies, the U.S. is also providing Boeing and other companies with subsidies themselves. Right? And of course, obviously, it's not a trade war issue. So, uh, according to so this news broke this morning that the real deal was if you do something with Huawei. We'll buy more food. We, When the negotiation started, China said, you know what? They said Huawei was off the table, so we never bought more stuff. So now today, miraculously, guess what? That deal's back on the table. China's like, hey, listen, if you guys want to uh, fix Huawei, then we'll buy more food. So there you go. There's the new trade news uh, that isn't new at all. right? China will buy more food from us anytime as soon as we're done with, with, with whatever it is we're doing. It has nothing to actually do with what we want, though. You know, that's the part that really is baffling. It's not even baffling. you got to remember, 
this was a communist nation, you would have thought that this would have been the big before a single U.S. company went to China. You would have thought that, man, that's got to be the first thing on the table. Hey, if we come here, what protections do we have? And the answer was none. You don't have any protection. But they went anyway. So, you know, and again, uh, we were more than happy. Listen, we don't care that China builds everything. We should, but we don't. Matter of fact, we're still happy to have that happen. What we don't want, though, is what? Hey, China, you can't be uh, out there stealing our friends and allies. <laughs> That's really what it's all about. So there you have it. That's what the whole trade thing's all about, I guess. Huawei and food. If you believe that, don't call me. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report. A daily broadcast from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, a national volunteer organization founded by Phyllis Schlafly and continuing to uphold her legacy by honoring family values, opposing radical feminism, and representing a conservative perspective in our nation's capital. Now the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. For years, the Washington Post and the New York Times set the agenda for the White House, even when there was a Republican president. White House staff were assigned to read those newspapers each morning, and then reports would be given to the president and vice president so they could plan their statements accordingly. After four or eight years of that process, it was difficult to point to any long-term accomplishments by the Republican administrations that did this. But President Trump is showing how important it is to take initiative in dealing with a hostile Congress and hostile media. The late Phyllis Schlafly often emphasized the importance of being able to define the terms of a debate. Trump is successfully taking a similar approach. Democrats just can't keep up with the force of Trump's narrative. Even leftist activists are starting to realize that Democrats just can't beat Trump. A prime example of this is Michael Moore, who you might know as the guy who made a conspiracy theory movie against George W. Bush. Moore desperately wants Trump to lose in 2020, but even he admits Trump will likely win. Moore has been critical of the Democrat frontrunner Joe Biden as an opponent of Trump next fall. Moore also lambasted his fellow Democrats for trying to set their agenda based on Robert Mueller. Moore called Mueller a frail old man, unable to remember things, stumbling, refusing to answer basic questions. Moore then turned up the heat and complained about all you pundits and moderates and lame Democrats who told the public to put their faith in the esteemed Robert Mueller. Michael Moore was so spot on in his rebuke of Mueller and the Democrats that Trump retweeted Moore's comments, chuckling all the way about how even Michael Moore agrees with Donald Trump. There's no one among the two dozen candidates vying for the Democrat nomination who can match Trump's ability to reach and connect with the American people. Instead, the Democrats are relegated to the second-class status of continually responding to the issues Trump wants them to talk about especially, as you may have noticed, with Baltimore and the horrible conditions of our Democrat-controlled inner cities. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. The hypocrisy and lies of the liberal media are alarming and even incite public unrest. But the fake news and the commentators whose slant coverage are finally being exposed. At phyllisschlafly.com, we promise to provide timely alerts and take effective action on your behalf. That's phyllisschlafly.com. 
Thanks for listening, and join us next time for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Hey, welcome back, 800-951-0592. So, all the distraction, because that's what it is. The Yesterday, the federal deficit surpassed a trillion dollars. Uh, we still have September to go. Uh, there's debate as to whether or not we'll have a surplus in September. The only way that would be possible, because, you know, you do have companies that pay quarterly taxes. Uh, it, it will depend out of the calendar falls uh, for the Social Security Medicare payments, right? So if there's a possibility that we could finish just under a trillion. It could happen. Uh, I'm not smart enough to figure out the calendar. I can barely read. But right now, the deficit stands at $1.068 trillion for the first 11 months of the fiscal year. So uh, congratulations, right? We've done it. You, you think about why is gold rallying. It's, you know, they want you to believe that gold can rise or fall with trade war. That's not why. It does. Listen, it helps. But, but it, it, things are starting to really ramp up. Here's the problem. Right? Every year, we add a couple hundred billion more. And, and remember, this year's growth is less. Right, so last year's growth was better. So that that couple hundred billion is probably going to go up another, you know, what call it three hundred billion, maybe four hundred billion. The next year, right? Because every year, just because of of debt obligations, whether it be interest on the debt, whether it be Social Security, Medicare, all of those things, right? We add, just start adding hundreds of billions of dollars and then how's the economy doing the economy keeps slowing right that you got to add more if you go into recession you got to add a lot more and then and again the real bad news we still got 3 years it's only 2019 now 2020 starts October 1st for the federal government in 2 years so 2020, then you got 2021. Starting in 2022, the big part of the debt cycle goes. Okay. Today, and again, I've been telling you this, but anyway, Citigroup today, gold prices, and I'm going to quote, quote you here, will trade stronger for longer. I like that. Stronger for longer. Topping $2,000 to the ounce and posting new highs in the next year. And they gave gave themselves a little room. Or two. Okay, let me give you my phone number. 800-951-951. 0592 Yesterday I ran $20 liberties at at $1600. Gold's down like 3 or 4 bucks. So I've got them at 1595. Okay? So you think you know again, not even 100 bucks over spot. Citigroup is admitting. Yeah. 
and and I like I think their next year is probably the right number, two thousand next year. But here's the thing: they, it's not like they say and then it stops. Oh no no no, that's not what's going to happen. We now expect spot gold prices to trade stronger for longer, posting new cyclical highs at some point in the next year or two and from a bird's eye view they said that lower for longer nominal and real interest rates right that's our right we're we're getting ready we're going to have a bunch of rate cuts next week escalating global recession risk uh, made worse by U.S.-China trade tensions, and again, it's not a trade war, heightened geopolitical rifts amid rich equity and credit market valuations. Right? That's their way of politely saying, yeah, with these stock market prices, they're, they're way too high. Well, I'll use Boeing as the example. Boeing has problems right now. How can it be up 14%? Right? You know what I'm saying? Same thing. Coupled with strong central bank and investor buying activity are all combining to buttress a bullish gold market environment. Well, consolidation is likely in the near term, right? They're pointing out to the little pullback here. The bullish platinum over the next 12 months, not the platinum, the metal, but but uh, that's done well too, by the way. Uh, over the last 12 months, to our expectations of improvement and all of the other things. Oh, by the way, that was, I apologize. City's also making a platinum call today. Uh, I, I didn't realize that. Uh, they're saying that uh, platinum improvement uh, in the platinum as well. So there you go. Citigroup, gold, stronger for longer, new all-time record highs in the next 12 to 24 months uh, from Citigroup today. And you know what? Here's what was amazing. So... And again, you, you, it, it, it's it, every once in a while you get a little truth out there. Yesterday it happened. Uh, there was a big uh, study. Uh, A.B. Bernstein came up with the uh, with the calculations. Okay, they were talking about the potential for the U.S and the all-encompassing measure of debt. Now, right now, we we say, you know, the the debts, I don't know where we're at, 105, 110% of GDP. And then they'll say, oh, well, you know, it's only, uh, you know, 80 or 78% is held by, you know, the public. The rest of it's private stuff, you know, shell game stuff, right? They don't count, you know, we don't want to count what the central banks hold. They forget about them and the, the trust fund and this and that, right? It doesn't matter. 100%, right? Remember, Greece law went nuts after it broke 150%. 
They're now saying that if you add up all U.S. debt, not just government debt, corporate debt, pump pensions and liabilities, they got a brand new number. I'll share it with you next. 800-951-0592. I don't know what else to tell you. This is when you need to buy. Buy the dip. Buy the dip. Think about what City just said. Hey, listen, 2000 in the next year or two. And and obviously, it's not stopping at 2000, right? We if we break if we if we break 2000, my guess is this is just a guess, right? We're going to at least 3, you know, if you if you follow the pattern and I say follow the pattern because you've got to remember, most of the trading is done by computers because they like the patterns, right? Pattern, 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 right? You hear it all the time. Come up with all this fancy jargon. Then you're probably looking at 4,000. Well, I think the exact number was like 42-something. Right? Buying a $20 gold piece at fifteen ninety five. And it going to forty two some. I, th- I think you'd be pretty happy with that. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two national debt. <laughs> the the small number just went over a trillion. The small. That's not even the big number, right? We passed a trillion big number like three months ago. Now Amy Bernstein said, "Hey, you know what? When you add up really all the real debt, it's not a hundred percent of GDP." How about 1,832% by including not only the traditional levels of public debt like bonds, but also financial debt and all its complexities, right? Which is, you know, those dark pools, right? Let's not forget about those. Oh, by the way, uh, when you go to future obligations, like uh, the so-called, here's what I love the word they use, for so-called entitlement programs. So-called? See, they're not, you're not entitled to them. And A.B. Bernstein knows it. Like Social Security Medicare and pensions. What? Oh yeah. Well, you listen. Those of you that have pensions, you're on the clock. A lot of people that have been, you know what I'm. A lot of people out there know what I'm talking about. Yeah, you had a pension. Then what happened? Right. That's not guaranteed anything. You could end up with zero. Period. Social Security, Medicare. Government doesn't have to pay. Supreme Court already ruled on that one. Putting all that together paints a daunting daunting picture, Bernstein said, but one that requires nuance to understand. No, it doesn't. It's easy to understand. You had it right. It's pretty easy. Paramount is realizing not all of the debt obligations are set in stone. I love it. 
here's somebody that's willing to tell you the truth that isn't me. Willing to tell you the truth. Listen, either you get ready or you don't. Period. You are going to call. The, I know you'll call. If you've been listening, you're going to call. I just hope it's before it's 2,000. I hope you call before 4,000. Not all debt obligations are set in stone. And it's important to know where the leeway is. Huh. I think he's right. Where is the leeway? I mean, we got to, you know, we heard it forever. The U.S. not paying its debt obligations would be catastrophic. Bernstein agrees. Now that's not where it is. We got to pay that. Yeah, the interest payments, right? All that. Yeah, we we got to pay. Yeah, got to pay the. Uh, well, then where is it? Where's this leeway you talk about? Did he talk about financial stuff, right? The dark pools and all that? Nope. He says the leeway, particularly, is in government programs. That can be changed by either legislation or accounting. Yeah, we just changed. <laughs> this is what's going. Hey, listen, this is what's going to happen. They're going to give you less. They're going to take out more. Your taxes are going up. I'm sorry. I don't want it to be. And I don't mean to laugh. How do you think we're going to pay for this stuff? Right? And, and, and so he said, hey, listen, it's going to be fine because the government can just change it all. Before they default, they won't send you a check. Believe that. Before they would default, you won't get a check. Right? And I'll, I'll talk about Greece. Right? What did they do? They essentially took these government programs, pensions, Social Security, Medicare, and just whacked it. Whacked it. And then for all the people still working, how much they had to pay to support it went way up, right? It was the double whammy. Hey, we're going to give you 40% less, and by the way, everybody's still working, you got to pay 40% more. And A.B. Bernstein came out, this was yesterday. Let's see, government debt, the small number broke a trillion. <laughs> then they come out and say, hey, the real debt obligation, if we really added it up uh, with real math, will be 1,800 and whatever percent. And all of a sudden, Citigroup says, hey, gold's going to be $2,000 an ounce in a year or two. 800 951 0592 How much does your portfolio weigh? That's really the question. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> the debt doesn't stop. Uh, Americans carrying larger credit card balances. According to the latest Federal Reserve uh, study, credit, they said total credit 
Okay, this is for for us. Okay, this is the consumer. Rose by twenty three billion dollars, exceeding all estimates from the Federal Reserve figures released yesterday. Revolving debt increased. Now, revolving debt is your credit cards. Increased by ten billion. One of the largest increases in years. These are increases you would see, like, uh, for Christmas. And uh, they said the rest of it was what they call non-revolving credit. That's your student and auto loans. Uh, that actually was kind of flat. So the extra uh, $13 billion of revolving credit... Uh, the month before it was fourteen billion, so uh, looks like probably bought a few less cars again. Uh, but the one thing that stood out was the consumer used the credit card, but now they're saying, is it possible that because they didn't pay the credit? Well, let's just say they 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 spent more than they paid. And uh, the bigger credit card statements may indicate households feel they are overextended and may become more tentative about spending. Listen, there's only one reason people don't pay their credit cards. Right? Because they don't have the money. Otherwise, right? I mean, otherwise we just pay them off every month. Right? The reason I don't pay off my credit card is because I don't have the money. It's not because I'm feeling this, that, or the other. It's just a matter of, hey, somebody was dumb enough to lend me money I don't have, and I used it. right? And I'll make my, my minimum payments and whatnot, and then here's the, you know, uh, the problem is credit card. Here's the thing that really gets me, though. You would think with the Fed's funds rates way down here, right? We're talking about going to zero, and everybody expects the Fed to cut rates next week. The 10-year notes at an almost a new all-time record low. That credit card interest rates would be lower, right? That would make sense. They just hit a new all-time record high. 800 951 uh, we got the $20 Liberties, the gold pieces at $1,595. Uh, yesterday, we were running those rolls of dimes at $70. Silver's actually up a little bit today. I'll still run those at 70 So you get uh, $5 less on the gold pieces today, $15.95. Uh, same price on rolls of silver dimes. There's 50 dimes in the roll. Uh, they're at $70 at 800 Nine five one zero five nine two. A really interesting day. Uh, it was kind of nice, though. I, I like to hear uh, the the actual deal that China thought they made with Trump versus what Trump says they made. Kind of interesting. Huawei for food is the deal. We'll see what happens. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back tomorrow.